Welcome to the Insider's Guide to Finance, where we dive into stories from the front lines of financing public and private companies. I host seasoned CEOs, fund managers, bankers, brokers, and business experts who will answer your questions about how to properly engage investors, finance opportunities, and build outstanding success stories. We dig into the educational how-tos and mechanics of structuring good deals. You'll also hear about strokes of luck, tense negotiations, and the pressures of closing, while also getting insights on how to best navigate the public markets. Joining me today is Neil Locke. He's the founder of a new company that is tapping into a problem all public companies are facing. That problem is how pubcos find and engage the roster of service providers needed to properly manage public investor relations programs. Now that's a mouthful, so I'll explain. In a previous interview, one of our guests made a point that when you have a public company, you're effectively operating two companies. The first is your operating business, and the second is your public business. Just like with the operating business, your public business needs to have a strategic plan for marketing and selling to investors. You need to plan your investor events out, including your roadshows and your conferences. Maybe you have letter writers, digital advertisers, bankers, brokers, meeting planners, and the list goes on. What Neil and his team are working on is an online destination that brings all of these service providers to one spot. That's their new company, Connect to Investors. To give you an example, if you're planning your annual IR expenditure, where do you go to procure your service providers to help you execute this? Referrals are a start, and a Google search will only take you so far. This is especially true in today's landscape as it's constantly changing. So I think Neil and his team are tapping into something here that will be of huge benefit to both public companies and the service providers in our public markets. Enjoy this episode. On the line, I have Neil Locke. Neil, I really want to say thanks for making the time. This has been a long time coming, man. I'm looking forward to our conversation here. Ah, Thanks for inviting me, Corey. I'm a big fan of your podcast. Right on, man. I do appreciate that. (laughs) What I want to do is start off with, for the listeners, uh, a brief about yourself. Can you tell us about yourself and your business and really give us a bit of background on where you got into the business of public markets and, and really what you're focused on now? Yeah, for sure. Got my first start in the capital market space in 2000, mid-2000s. I uh, started working with a junior mining company called Frontier Pacific. Joined the company to do a little data entry for their drill results. And next thing I know, the CEO was asking me to, you know, the institutions wanted to take them on the road. So I said, sure, let's, let's do it. I got a lot of advertising experience. And after a couple of years of taking them on the road, we got taken over by uh, Eldorado Gold, which was a fantastic experience of my first job in the, the capital market space. But, you know, during that time of being on the road, I created a good relationship with the guys running Cambridge House. In 2008, I joined Cambridge House and you know, jumped onto the service provider side of things and producing conferences. And as you know, Cambridge House is one of the leading resource investment conferences. And I believe in 2009, we hosted about 400 companies. So that experience alone was crazy, you know, working with the media partners and the speakers. And, you know, so I spent a couple of years with Cambridge House learning the ropes and my uh, entrepreneurial spirit took over. And in mid-2010, I decided to go off with a couple other guys and we created a a company called Capital Vent. And and, uh, the idea behind Capital Vent was introducing companies to 
brokers and uh, a few investors into the mix, but primarily focused on introducing the companies to the brokers by you know a series of back-to-back meetings. And what we did is we made it a, a getaway destination event where we incorporated a few social events in the mix with the one-on-one meetings. And yeah, it turned out to rock. And over the next three or four years, we were hosting several conferences a year and across Canada, down into the U.S., uh, even into the Caribbean. But unfortunately, in 2015, we had a uh, 2014 was uh, if you can remember it was the markets were were pretty rocky and you know went back to the drawing board and figured out what I wanted to do next but a year and a half year later you know the markets were rebounding and I decided to get back into the the conference hosting game and I love the one-on-one meeting interaction and, and I wanted to bring that to the investment community not just the brokers so I started a company called Raise and hosted several conferences connecting companies with investors uh, with the same kind of format, back-to-back meetings. And just put, I focused on that for a few years. And and uh, early 2019, I just uh, just my heart wasn't in it anymore. And I don't know if it was the investor participation was declining or what the case was, but you know, I, I made the the hard decision to exit the conference business and uh, yeah, focus on a few other ideas that I had in 2019. 2015, and, and it's what's led me to uh, connect to investors. And that's my new focus, man, connect to investors. That's right, man. I mean, connect to investors is, is something that you shared with me a little while ago. And it actually, it struck a chord with me because I can see the problem that you're going to be solving with what you're doing there. So I'm looking forward to talk about that. But I wonder if we could just quickly talk about the conference scene itself is, it's an important part of IR. It's an important part of raising capital. It's an important part of of engaging investors. What advice do you have for companies who are doing the conference scene as part of their, their IR program? Like who stood out for you or what did they do to really just be some of the best companies out there for raising capital or excuse me, just using conferences in their IR programs? Well, conferences are key, you know, physical interaction is key with investors, the community, Conferences in general, the bigger ones especially, bring everybody together, uh, service providers, brokers, uh, speakers, uh, newsletter writers, everybody. So, you know, it really depends on, you know, what size of the conference that you're talking about. But, you know, and and what type of conference as well. You know, there's conferences now from just primarily one-on-one meetings to, you know, all the way up to obviously booths, speaking halls, and, and one-on-one breakout rooms. So it's, it really depends on the size of the, of the conference that really that you're considering or you're talking about. And you can't think of any kind of standout things any companies did? What's stuck in your mind? And you don't have to give us names, but perhaps somebody who is just, yeah, they're outstanding because they, they decided to take a different approach. Yeah, there's a lot of different approaches you can take and, and, and a lot of different, you know, sponsorship or exposures that you could do, you know, working with the conference hosts and producers. But what, you know, I think, you know, if you have some cheerleaders or newsletter writers, uh, speakers attracting investors or talking about or recommending, a, you know, a stock pick, obviously that booth gets pretty busy after and I'm talking about the bigger conferences obviously you know it creates some buzz so I think if you have some traction we obviously want to go where your newsletter guys are are covering you and they're speaking at the shows that's a must but you know as far as you it, it really like I said it just depends on the size of the conference if it's a smaller conference the companies that really stood out are the ones that really can get their story. Oh, I guess, you know, if you're on a stage presenting as well, but, you know, if you're doing a one-on-one meeting or you're doing a presentation on stage, 
relaying what you do and telling the story of what you are is huge and just a, you, yeah crazy you know story. you know what you do say there man i think this is important is that you make mention of the letter writers and combining with them so if they've chosen you and you've engaged with them and and you're one of their picks or you've got analysts at a, who are covering you and they're speaking at a conference whatever that may be making sure that you've strategically thought about who's going to be there and then how you can use that to your benefit. I think that perhaps that what is often underappreciated is the amount of strategy that has to go into investor engagement and the the requirement to be forward thinking and looking and saying, how can we combine these, these chess pieces to get the best effect out of what's going to come, you know, three and six months down the road. So that's what I took out of what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. You know, as part of that, I think the conference scene is obviously a, a huge part of, of investor relations and a requirement as part of the circuit if you're a public company to, to be doing conferences and getting out in front of investors. But the next piece that comes in, and this is a part of the discussion that I wanted to have with you, was talking about connect to investors. And in the world of IR and, and investor engagement, there's a ton of people who play a role in helping spread the word of companies and getting that message out there. And in fact, it goes beyond IR. But you know, perhaps the best way to put it is, is, as Brady Fletcher says, it takes a village to build a company. So that brings us to connect to investors and what you're doing there. And that's something I really want to have listeners hear about. So what do you say? Can you tell us about that? What's the next venture here? What are you guys doing? We're an agency that lists service providers that companies, public companies can engage with that provide a service that communicates with investors. What we want to do at the end of the day is list everyone, work with everyone, and any service provider that provides a service to public companies that communicates with the investment community, we're going to list on our site. And we're going to be that one-stop shop place for, for these public companies to come and look what conferences are on there, IR firms, uh, online marketing, uh, you name it, digital marketing, you name it, it'll be on there. We're going to list everyone, like I said, we'll offer a tool for companies to build their IR program and see what's out there. So if I'm a public company, I'm coming to connect to investors. And it sounds like, I mean, this is really a directory of or a destination where I can come and almost check off the pieces or check off the service providers that I'm in need of to make sure I can get my message out properly. And sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're Google. We, we take it one step farther than Google. And we've started in inputting the service providers we know. We're up to about just over 600 right now. You couldn't believe how many conferences are out there. And we got a long ways to go. But yeah, we're basically a directory where public companies can come. They log into the site. We have uh, four search parameters that companies can uh, select from to narrow their search down. And it goes from platform to sector to geographic to what stock exchange they're on. And what I mean by platform is, you know, there's 50 different platforms that service providers fall into, whether it's conferences, IR firms, you know, roadshow warriors, right? Market makers and online digital marketing, those kind of things. And, and uh, you know, once companies put their search parameters in, they'll search the options and we'll gauge, uh, we'll connect the two and they'll be able to they'll filter through the options, go on the individual profiles. Some, um, you know, we're going to roll out a few call to actions and make these profiles almost act like a sales call. So, 
you know, hopefully you'll interview every service provider on our site and have a podcast on there. little plug there for you. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a budget tool where you can add to the cart or add to your favorites. So I, I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to elaborate or pitch your company for you, but what I'm seeing is this is going to be almost like an online planning tool. I can come in exactly. and say, okay, I got, I got the next 12 months of IR to do. And I'm mm-hmm. a CEO and God, I'm, I'm just way too overstretched with everything going on. But I know I got to hit at least four conferences. I've got to do at least two mm-hmm. road shows. Yeah. And I think I got to get digital here. So how do I start mm-hmm. engaging with more of the retail market? And by coming, yeah, and, 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 that, and that takes and that takes time. <laughs> Go and do it. That takes time, you know. And and, absolutely, absolutely. So now we're we're getting to the to really the what I'm hearing is the value proposition. There is the ability to be a centralized planner for what is such a fragmented industry of of service providers, and and you could really, I would imagine, be able to set your budgets and set your timing and and plan accordingly. And I don't want to be selling you your own business, but this is what I'm hearing, and I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, I think, you know, from my experience on on being a conference host all these years, you know, sending out a thousand emails to, you know, get 10 people interested or I mean, yeah, probably 100 emails to get 10 companies interested. It, it's a communication challenge as well. You know, you get companies get inundated by emails and calls from service providers trying to win their business. And companies need to receive this info to, you know, log into their scheduling and folder to, you know, what's out there, where can we, you know, what conferences should we go to and gather some information. And that takes time. But the communication is a big thing, you know, the emails get overlooked. Obviously, the calls go to voicemails. Yeah, we're trying to build that bridge and get that initial connection underway. How are you guys going to make money? Well, we don't charge the companies a dime. So that's the beauty of, of this tool. Now we work with, you know, we're going to list every service provider for free. That's going to be complimentary, but there's going to, for the enhanced call to action buttons and uh, increasing your profile, advertising it on our social media channels, we're going to have a, you know, a quarterly newsletter that we're going to highlight some service providers and, you know, maybe even a conference calendar for that month. But, you know, to have those additional add-on options, we get a... I see where you're going. No. So that's, that's we're what sa- gives you the we're, agency. Yeah, we're, we're a sales agent. We're basically, we're a sales agency, right, for the service providers. Yeah, I can see this coming together and I can see how, especially from your experience in the industry, that this is going to be a, a really powerful and I hope welcome tool by the thousands of public companies in just North America alone. and. They've all got this problem, so I think this could become a a very powerful tool. Yeah, and and I've worked with several service providers already before I started launching this business. You know, the conference business didn't fill up my whole year when I first started Raise, so I had the ability to go and work with a, a few service providers on that sales agent opportunity there and you work with, you know, and introduce them to my network of companies. You do all this research and you find out the right person to contact and send information for, and that's valuable. And service providers, you know, keeping that list up to date, that's even another huge task for service providers to keep the, the, you know, the right person. Who do we send this information to? Who do we Mm. invite to our conferences? Who do we 
market this to because, you know, obviously the, the gatekeeper to the CEO, right? So, you know, that's a whole game plan right there is just providing access to the right person. And that goes on the company side of things too. You know, they want to connect with the right people and want to receive the right information and even customer views and feedback and rating will play a role in connective investors. And that's going to be powerful for the companies as well. But primarily it's, it's time. It's very time consuming to bring build these plans and even just the conferences the conference calendar alone is is going to play an awesome role and bring value to these companies so yeah we're just getting started just over 600 profiles that's awesome man now what are great companies doing beyond just their conferences and what are they doing in their ir follow-up campaigns you know what kind of things do you see good companies engaging with from your experience in ir yeah, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll speak on the conference side of things. I, I, you know, I think companies got to go into conferences to generate leads. So create your own leads, hand out as many cards, try and get as many cards as you can. The process is meet and greet, collect info, ask them to add them to the mailing list and figure out a way to conveniently follow up. You know, don't rely on the conference producers to do the follow up for you or provide lists because it just doesn't work that way. You know, if if investors get bombarded post event, it's a disaster. And it's a disaster from the conference host because they're not going to come back. And it's a disaster from the companies because they don't get any communication or buying or participating in their finance and the hell open. So yeah, just learn how to connect with the investors and, and, and create a relationship. You know, and that's where I see the best follow-up process, right? So, yeah. I think it's something that takes perhaps a lot more patience than a lot of executives and IR pros and, and CEOs are really willing to give in the amount of time it takes to develop these relationships. But I, I get where you're going there. The next thing I was thinking about was as public company investor relations is changing and we're seeing more digital media play a part in this, in IR programs. Mm -hmm. Do you have any examples of, of companies or strategies you've seen work really well out there? Yeah, I think digital marketing is just getting started. So I, you know, I don't think I've seen, and I'm online a lot. I <laughs> read a lot. But, you know, I, I can't do too many different platforms. So I just stick to the, the general ones. So, but I think at the end of the day, I think the investors control this, you know, whether digital marketing is working or, you know, another IR program like video production or video ads. It really is, is driven by the response investors give from what the process is, right? So, you know, if the digital uh, marketing is attracting the masses, then fantastic. But, uh, you know, I believe that takes a quite a big budget. But if it's focused, then I'm sure the budget's reduced. But yeah, digital marketing is great. You know, lead generation, get views, stock buying. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, the investors control what they want to receive, how they want to communicate, how many times does it take to attract a company or, an, sorry, an investor to a company to review their corporate presentation or, or confirm a one-on-one -on -one meeting or go and meet them at a conference. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, the investors control it. So it's always changing. <laughs> it's changing. And I'm not saying it changes daily, but it seems like it. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. I, I can definitely tell that you've got a, uh, you side with the physical instead of the digital. But I, I know. Well, the, I, digital, the digital will lead into physical, right? Yeah. Okay. I see you know, there. Yeah. I, and that's, I, think, I, I believe that. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, you're going to have a high percentage of the physical is going to be needed to to get the the capital in the door, or whether it's picking up the phone. I guess is a physical interaction. Is but uh, you know, no, in person is you know they want to shake the hands of who they're investing as well. You know, from my experience, people want to meet these companies. And digital marketing is a key, you know, step in the process. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, some company, and we actually, this comes to mind was Sierra Metals, who you introduced mm-hmm. me to. Can you speak to them as an example? Yeah, well, you know, Mike McAllister and his team at Sierra Metals, they're always on the road, and it's amazing. He's a road warrior. I, I think I mentioned that on LinkedIn one time. <laughs> this guy's a trooper, but, you know, they're board president mentality is if you're in the office, you're not connecting with investors. So get out there. Hit as many conferences as you can. Use as many roadshow warriors that schedule meetings for investors and, and, and brokers. You know, I asked Mike, I said, do you ever get on a phone and, and call a broker and, and make a meeting? He doesn't have time because he's always on the road doing conferences and meeting investors and, and meeting brokers. So he uses a lot of service providers to fill his schedule. And, and that's, I'm not sure the size of his budget, but he's always on the road. It's great. It's fantastic. And, that's, and, and it helps that he has good projects too. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, that's always mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. First and foremost mm-hmm. is the asset. Otherwise, you're not going to be selling much. Now, I just wanted to bring something back to Connect to Investors because I know that you've been keeping quiet about a business partner. And I want to see if this would be a time that you'd be able to mention who that is, who's coming on, because I think it's quite a, a reputable guy to, to be bringing on. So are you able to share that right now? Yeah, I've only uh, shared that with a few individuals there, Corey. <laughs> no, I, I would love to share it with everybody on the podcast and, and we'll announce soon, I promise. But I'm, I'm super excited that he's the potential on Connecto Investors and you know, and the value he's going to bring. He's a person that has a lot of experience with data and uh, understanding what companies want to see. And yeah, he's gonna, just going to be a value piece to connect to investors. And, and I think we're going to bring a, a huge value uh, with his experience experience uh, to both companies and service providers. Oh, nice, yeah, man. Excited. Okay. Well, give me a couple of weeks, one week, maybe one. We maybe one. How about that? Hey, maybe that's it for you. But yeah, well, hey, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. And it is exciting. I can see the fit there. Now, as a final question, I just wanted to ask about final thoughts for any CEOs choosing partners. What could you say to pubcos when they're out there building their companies? How should they be choosing their, their service providers? You know, explore all the options. You know, you want to create a shareholder base that is going to have create some long-term shareholders. You're going to attract some cheerleaders, you're going to connect with service providers that'll act as cheerleaders as well, even when they're you're not engaging them. But yeah, explore all the options. Even the little guy, you know, uh, can deliver a, a big punch. And we're going to provide all these options that, you know, these CEOs can connect with the little guy and the bigger firms, obviously. But yeah, just explore all the options. It's not going to happen overnight. These things take time and, you know, and trust the service providers that they're, what they're bringing to the table is doing as, as much as they can to connect to the investors and brokers, the investment community. And, and you know, it, it takes a lot of work to engage them. So, you know, just have a little bit of patience and don't think that it's just going to happen overnight. Well, then I'll, uh, I'll take that advice and we'll um, <laughs> share that as well. So... Is there anything else you want to share or otherwise let's look at wrapping it up? No, that's great, Corey. I think we've covered a lot there. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, 
Neil, I'm excited for you. I really think that you're tackling a problem that I've experienced in the markets as well. And I'm excited to see what's coming for Connected to Investors and appreciate you coming on and sharing this with us. Awesome. Yeah, no, thanks, man. Uh, We're just getting started. We're going to add a lot of value here on our site to both sides, like I said. And uh, yeah, anybody can send me an email or or give me a call. You can visit our site at connecttoinvestors.com. The two is actually number two. So it's connecttoinvestors.com. And uh, yeah, we're going to be rolling it out. Brilliant, man. Good luck to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on and look forward to working with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Insider's Guide to Finance. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this with your friends and colleagues so they can benefit as well. You can also subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Play Store. Your support there is really appreciated. For future episodes, if there's a question, topic, or specific person you'd like me to interview, feel free to reach out. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or through my website at creativereturn.ca.